Live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee because together we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. Live from Los Angeles, we come together each day to know the truth, live on spiritual principle, and align with universal law. We truly know that when somebody awakens, they have a gift and message to bring to the world. And together, we are awakening the world. We are on money breakthrough. We're on number, uh, what are we on? Number five? What are we on? Hold on. I got to see here right now. We've gone over the metaphysics of money. We've gone over what it means to truly live a life of prosperity. We've gone over uh, the science of getting rich. We've done a bunch of things. And now we are on number six of 12, which is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill which is so fascinating. Today, we're going to really break on down and kind of debunk this theory of think and grow rich. So let's just break on down the few other podcasts. In the first podcast, we went over the metaphysics of money, understanding that money is just a symbol. It's a symbol of of exchange of energy and basically understanding how That if you truly desire to live a prosperous life and claim your birthright of prosperity, we need to understand what our limited beliefs are and really understanding what is our, what is our, what do we truly desire? Most people don't know what they want and therefore they can't figure out the science of getting rich, right? Because they don't even know what they truly desire. So the most important work when we're doing money breakthrough is realizing that money doesn't mean anything if it's not for the expression of our soul and for the highest good, that the concept of getting rich is an outdated principle in that it'll never work in that if it's only for you to get rich, it's not sustainable. And you'll end up actually feeling more uh, poor than probably ever until we shift into for the highest good and live a life that's truly in currency and flow with everyone in our oneness, we will probably feel in lack Understanding that getting down into our subconscious mind in podcast two, we broke on down the three ways of reprogramming subconscious mind to be able to understand and claim our I am, the full potential and possibility of creating exponentially and birthing our, our legacy, birthing what we're here to do, our mission, our purpose. In podcast three, we broke down shifting the perspective of mind, understand that all of life has taught us that wealth and prosperity abundance is out there in the outer world and shifting to understand that there's only one cause and source of all abundance and opulence, which is spirit, which is first cause. In number four podcast, we broke through um, rich door, rich dad, poor mom, telling my own personal story, but teaching universal law and the principles of wealth, everything from understanding how to compound, leverage, buy assets, all that, which is understanding whatever we energize in mind multiplies abundantly. And in this, we, we invest in our own consciousness. We invest in great relationships. We invest in, in having cash flow of giving and receiving value with everyone, understanding the leverage, understanding that as we build upon building upon building upon our greatness, more greatness, we have compounding interest, understanding that whatever it is that we, that we fuel will be will abundantly grow. In podcast number five, we broke on down the last podcast and the science of getting rich, understanding that we have to first define what it means to be rich, that we're not just having rich be like, you know, keeping up with the Jones out there, that what is it that is authentically your rich? What is authentically, what do you truly desire to, to express? What do you truly desire to be, do, and have? 
understanding that the greatest rich, you know, definition of rich for me is to live life fully, to live life fully and to be fully expressed and having the opulence of support and material needs that we need to have that expression. So understanding Wallace D. Wallace and the practical guide of applying these principles of cause and effect, applying and understanding that everything begins in mind, every last bit begins in mind. So today we're going to break on down um, Think and Grow Rich. And it's such a famous book and, and kind of a funny thing because if you, if you look up Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, I mean, was he a scam artist or was he not? We have no idea. All I know is that he wrote the book that is the number one self-help book, I think, in the world. So whether it was he was a scammer or not, or he had out of ethics in his, uh, you know, different aspects of his life, all I know is that he brought something to the world that really has um, increased this teaching. And so I'm sure majority of you have probably read Think and Grow Rich, but it's a story of um, Napoleon Hill and how he met Andrew Carnegie. And Andrew Carnegie was the richest man in America, um, developing steel plants and um, and a bunch of things. He ended up. Andrew Carnegie is, I think, such an amazing human being because he ended up um, giving back. I think he he developed two hundred libraries. He was the first person to develop libraries across America. And um, and the point is, is that he made so much money and uh, just like. Uh, just like we're taught through um, through Maslow's hierarchy, that it's natural. We have to give back, whether we hoard money, whether we do it out of ethics early on in our lives. Lots of people do that. They try and just hoard money and get money and what's in it for them. It's a natural evolution. As we grow in our consciousness, it's natural to give back. It's natural to, to give foundations, to do whatever. So regardless, it comes back. So we have to trust in the process. And so I'm not here to judge Andrew Carnegie. I'm not here to judge Napoleon Hill. I'm here to teach principles and to teach of how we are here to truly live, not just once we're passed away and we give all of our money to a foundation, but actually live and embody true richness, true abundance in this lifetime so that we can understand from Andrew Carnegie, so we can understand and learn from a Napoleon Hill. So let's apply these principles. So in the book, it talks about the story of how Napoleon Hill met Andrew Carnegie and how Andrew Carnegie supposedly invited uh, Napoleon Hill over to write a book to, to actually interview all the wealthy, wealthy men, because at that point in time, there were probably not women working, right? But to interview all these great minds and to develop what are the principles that they apply to have riches. And... Uh, Napoleon Hill makes fun of it because he basically was going to be doing it for free. You know, so he was basically hired from the wealthiest man in America to do something for free. But Napoleon Hill asks a very poignant question. And the question is, what would you do for the next 20 years for free? Meaning the question really asks, what do you love so much that you'd be willing to do it for free? And working with so many spiritual entrepreneurs and spiritual coaching, it's one of my pet peeves because so many of the women I work with um, and develop and a few men, they will do it for free, which is great, but they don't actually ever also say, and I desire and, and declare myself to have the riches of wealth as well. So I think there's a real balance, but I think it's an important question to ask, what would you be willing to do for the next 20 years for free because you love it so much? And if it's not what you be what you're doing right now, then my invitation is to pivot fast and to birth what it is that you really love. 
and birth that through doing your inner work so that you can love what you do and have the riches of material and money as well. So anyway, so Napoleon goes and he begins to understand what are the principles? What are the principles of an Andrew Carnegie or other people that he, um, like um, um, the other great minds that he interviewed, understanding you know that each and every one of us are living on principle regardless. So he went and began to go around and interview the great minds, uh, the gentleman who developed Ford Motors and all kinds of incredible incredibly wealthy, wealthy, wealthy men. And he came up with principles, principles that all of these men were practicing. And so he understood that the number one thing, the number one thing, which I think is the most important thing of this book, because a lot of principles are what we've already taught in the other podcasts and principles about understanding all starts in mind. But the number one principle is one thing and one thing only. And it's a burning desire. And in this, I'll refer this a lot uh, when we're working in society is it's really a hundred percent commitment. And in our culture, we teach commitment as if it's like, you got to have willpower to have commitment. That's not the type of commitment we talk about or burning desire. It's basically, I think it's almost like surrendering to what you're committed to and what the obsession is. And what I know for sure is that each and every one of any of the greats of the greats have had a burning desire. They've made a powerful decision. They've committed a thousand percent to whatever it is that they, they just, their obsession in this life. Okay. So it's, you don't need to do that, but you also have to understand that if you want to be really rich in the, in the sense of the world, then it's going to take a level of major commitment. And just like we know diets don't work you know, diets don't work. We've proven this in history. When diets started coming about, we've actually noticed in America that our, we've gotten more and more obese since the concept of diets came about because it is about lack and scarcity and depriving yourself of things, right? It doesn't work. What works is succumbing to what your heart really desires. And whether that's having a simple life or whether that's becoming a billionaire, whether that's whatever, it's not about anything out there. It's actually the burning desire, right? Each and every one, like Ford Motors or any of the great technologies, Apple computers, all became of the desire, the burning desire to create something, to express something into this world, to birth something into this world. So my question for you, just like Napoleon Hill would have, is what is your burning desire? What is your burning desire? For me, my burning desire when I had a stillborn at the age of 22, my burning desire was to heal thyself, to discover who the hell I was and what the hell we were doing on this planet as spiritual beings. That was my burning desire. As Joseph Campbell says, the student becomes a teacher. I had no desire to become a teacher, but I had all the desire to figure out how I was manifesting, how I was creating as a spiritual being, how and why I was in this body, what the point of this life was. And that was my burning desire. And in that burning desire, I began to master my own subconscious, my own consciousness and understand and master metaphysics. Cause that's what it took to understand this stuff. I began to master meditation, master visioning, master communicating with all realms. And then it was a natural progression 
to begin to express myself as metaphysics, express myself as understanding subconscious mind, express myself as all that and becoming you know, a world-renowned spiritual teacher, teaching E4 trauma method, teaching metaphysics, teaching universal law, teaching all these things and bringing that value and bringing value to other people. And in that, obviously having a lot of riches in the material world as well. So my question for you again is what is your burning desire? And if you focus on that, I promise you great opulence. It, it can't, your focus cannot be on getting things in the material world. It cannot be that it can, but that's not, that is not where the greatest, the greatest inventions and businesses and greatest expressions of artists, artists don't say, I want to get a Grammy. I want to get an Oscar. They do not go in with that. They go in that because they have such a burning desire to create such profound art and become the greatest artist. That's how they become and how they get the Oscar and the Grammy. That's how they get the millions and the billions because of a burning desire. There's a great story in Think and Grow Rich. It's called Burn the Ships. And there's multiple stories in multiple books about burn the ships. But the point is, is that there's stories of, of lieutenants in charge of of soldiers going into multiple different war zones and coming up to the land on a ship and bringing the soldiers off. There's a story of Cortez in Cuba with hundreds and thousands of soldiers. I'm sorry, thousands of soldiers against only 500 soldiers. There's a story of, of World War One, World War II, there's so many stories of burning the ships. And Cortez burned his ships because he knew there was only 500 soldiers against thousands of soldiers. And the only way that they were ever going to even have a chance of winning was if it was only the choice of winning or perishing. And so, so many people go, well, I'll leave that job once I, you know, know everything's perfectly over here, or, you know, if everything lines up perfectly, then I'll move to that new house. Or, you know, what? I'll, I'll figure it all out on Google instead of getting that coach, because I, you know, I'll just do it, but I'll do it a cheap way. Whatever it is. It's like, if you knew you only had one option to win, there's no other option, but other than success and winning. And your goal is to do it, you know, embody it as much and as fast as, as you can, because you know, the tortures in between, right? Just do it as Nike says, because it's in not doing it, that the torture is, if we need just go, I'm just going to do it. I don't know how I'm just giving, going to give it a hundred percent commitment because this is what I'm obsessed with. So burn the ships. Where are you not burning your ships? Where are you still holding on to comfort zone? Where you're still holding on to someday, I'll get there. Burn the ships, let it go. The suffering is in not committing to what you're already committed to at your heart, right? It's like being in a relationship that you know is not right for you because it's not in alignment with your truth. But you keep banging your head against the wall because you just think, well, something's going to change when really it's just getting committed to what you're already committed to, which is your truth. And when you understand your truth, you no longer try and fix and change anybody else. You just live your truth. 
wishing will not bring riches. You have to have a plan. You have to decide, make a plan, have a state of mind and get obsessed with it, right? Burning obsession, persistence, hundred percent faith. And so in this book, the point is, is this, is that it all begins in mind. It all begins with a burning desire decision, power decision by Joseph Campbell. I'm sorry, Joseph Campbell, um, the other book, the power decision. I forgot the name of who wrote that book off the top of my head, but incredible book as well. Repro and subconscious mind. Napoleon Hill talks a lot about doing this and having a mastermind. So this is a very important part of fulfilling upon getting rich money breakthrough. What is it going to take for you to have a money breakthrough? Right? Like, so mastermind is one of the biggest things. So for me, I began doing masterminds years and years ago. What is a mastermind? A mastermind is understanding there's one divine mind, a mastermind. And then as we align to that, we know that whatever we desire decide that burning desire, we bring to that mastermind and we ask the one divine mind for our next inspired action. Your mastermind could be between you and your higher self and meditation. It can be with other people with, um, with the same goals. So we teach mastermind within society and a mastermind basically means that you have one, you know, uh, a, a statement of what your goal is. And then you have multiple people basically all coming together with that same intention. So we do that obviously in society. Our goal is to monetize as spiritual entrepreneurs, help them make an impact in the world or spiritual coaches or spiritual practitioners. And we come together in mastermind. We do it um, for 12 weeks every quarter. We come together and we do all of our inner work once a week. And we do all of our skill set and business stuff once a week. So we do all of our spiritual mastery once a week. And we do all of our business mastery once a week. That's the mastermind. Okay. We also have um, a mastermind that's just a 12 week thing where it's like you, you bring your own team, you, you learn and get trained how to develop masterminds so that you can build your own team that has one goal for the quarter and everybody's working towards that. And they're calling upon the one divine mind for that. And Napoleon Hill talks about this. He'd go into mastermind and he'd actually just do it all in mind. He'd call the great, great teachers and allies of people that have passed away and people that have, you know, he would just call and he'd have a mastermind right there. You can do masterminds all kinds of way. You can go in and he'd sit in a chair and he would in fantasy call in the great masters and he would have a conversation basically in mind and say, what's our next biggest action to take? And he'd have this mastermind and he decided what that next inspired action is. That's what we teach. Also, we, we teach the one thing. So what's the one goal for the quarter? What's the one goal for the month? What's the one goal for the week, the day, the hour. So we go upon in our life purpose statement in the morning and the evening and meditate on this life purpose statement and ask our higher self, what is our one next inspired action? Napoleon Hill says the starting point of all achievement is desire. Keep this constantly in mind. Weak desire brings weak results, just as a small fire makes a small amount of heat. But the point is, is this, is that unless we're working for the highest good, we may have fleeting states of wealth. We may get that fancy, you know, house or car, but will we truly be having a rich life? And so for me, my definition of a rich life is way beyond material wealth. It is truly an embodiment of touching and impacting lives and bringing truth to this planet. And so Andrew Carnegie says, the man who dies thus rich dies disgraced. 
I think Andrew Carnegie realized he came from very, very poor upbringing. And he realized that he, you know, became the richest man in America. And what did that mean? You know, I'm, I'm just imagining him there in the state and understanding that how's he going to actually, what's he going to do with this, die with this? And where's this money going to go? It's not going to do any good. So then he began to build libraries across America. Andrew Carnegie said, no man becomes rich unless he enriches others. I'm sure he went through that. I know that Andrew Carnegie had a lot of heartache uh, in the midst of developing steel plants and, and, you know, not paying people well. And I'm sure that he, we all have consciousness and I'm sure that he probably began to have some guilt at some level because there's ethics, there's ethics to having a real rich life. It's not just about getting a bunch of stuff and hoarding it and you being rich and having everybody else be poor. What good is that? It's not a rich life. We can be rich and enrich others' lives, and then we really have a rich life. And this is Maslow's hierarchy again, that we naturally, you know, need our basic needs met. And then we go into self, you know, realization at the very top and begin to realize that the only way we're really going to be actualized is by giving back, by fully being expressed and, and for the highest good. So wishing your desires will materialize, will not bring riches. Wishing doesn't work. To attain any goal, you must have a burning desire combined with belief. You will possess it backed by definiteness and a strategic plan. So what are you going to do? So I invite you right now to take action from this podcast and not just listen to this podcast and be like, oh my God, it was so cool. I'm going to share this podcast with somebody. No, like I invite you to put this into practice. So what is your burning desire? I want you to make a definite um, decision. And then how are you going to reprogram your subconscious mind. And then how are you going to have a mastermind? So I invite you into soul society. I invite you in. If there's another place that you feel like is better for you, go have at it. But if you don't, then I invite you to actually take action today. You can reach out to me on social media. You can reach out one of our programs and get your tushy in there. Do your subconscious work, get a mastermind in place and basically live a hundred percent in, in right mind never energizing that you can't do it, never energizing fear, never energizing any of that, getting in a community that keeps your mind right, that keeps you in, in alignment with your burning desire and your, your power decision. Auto-suggesting, doing affirmations, doing all of it. We teach everything in society. We teach all the practices of new thought movement, understanding it's a mental game here and that we have to do all of our inner work and align to that. And so I just say, thank you, Andrew Carnegie. Thank you for all the wisdom that you've brought this world. Thank you for Napoleon Hill for this book, Think and Grow Rich. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the great minds that came before that helped us understand truth. May we live and breathe truth. Maybe not just know truth. May we live truth. So I just say yes, yes, yes to your opulence. Yes, yes, yes to your burning desire. Yes, yes, yes to you birthing and bringing your true self and your highest self and every depth of your soul to this life. I just say, yes, I know what my burning desire is. I know what it is because I live it and breathe it every single day of my life. It is to be a world-renowned spiritual leader, teaching truth and helping other people birth their truth, birth their purpose and live the highest expression of themselves. My burning desire is to have the number one spiritual coaching community in the world. And we do have that. I truly know the greatness that I am. And I know the greatness that you are. And so have at it. May you think and grow rich. Have a beautiful day. 
Thank you for tuning in to Soul Society and Dr. Aaron Podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to soulsociety.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations, and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Soul Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Soul Society. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.